Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. And uh, welcome back to uh, Warhammer 40k Wrath and Glory Under the Steel Sky. I am William Orshani, and I am your game master for this Wrath and Glory campaign. Joining me today, we have Julia. Hi, I'm Julia, and I'm playing Lorwell Fire, the Eldari Corsair. And Jeremy? Uh, I'm Jeremy, I'm playing Remy Mara, he, he hates life. And is in a lot of pain right now. Like I said. That could have been fixed. No! <laughs> and Mara? Hi, I'm Mara, I'm playing Tina, uh, orc pilot. Uh, and Holly? Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Blair Hart, a uh, ganger scout. And Jack? Hi, everybody. I'm Jack, and I'm playing Aristarchus Dactyl, who's a member of the Mechanicus, and uh, definitely one of the people that could have fixed up Remy. Hmm. And Sen. Sen, I'm playing uh, Saris Artinos, uh, Inquisitorial Acolyte, and is the reason why Remy didn't want to get fixed up. This no, no. Character killed. no, not even remotely. Why you didn't want to get fixed up by Aristarchus, or at least it felt like. But with that, offered to take you up to the uh, Medicaid Primaris. Also, uh, oh Karen... no, that's that has nothing to do with. Well, it kind of does, but not. Yeah. Used Trans rights are human rights. Black right, uh, black yes. lives matter, and also this stream is powered by Sirenscape. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, and with that, everybody roll me your objectives for the session. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start remembering to say that every time. I got a four. What's everybody's objectives? Aristarchus. I am going to attempt to examine an interesting piece of technology, determining Ooh. a flaw or potential improvement. <laughs> Why uh, wow, a lot of ones. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people have ones on their objectives today. This is going to be great. Our rolling w bodes well for this session. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, Remy and uh, Blair, what are your objectives? Um, you apply, the same one. apply your experience yep. in a crime to the current situation. Uh, what does that make uh, Tina's objective? Start a fight. Oh no! That tracks. <laughs> well, that's gonna be easy for you. It's gonna be great. Uh, well, how about Laurel? Uh, unfavorably compare another species, culture, art, or technology to your own, which I feel she just does in her natural talking. <laughs> I know I, that this isn't exactly what it is, but it sounds like. What's your objective for the week? Be racist. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> xenophobic. Warhammer. Okay. <laughs> 
technically differences of nuance. Yes, you are not incorrect. Uh, and then uh, what's uh, Ceres's objective? Uh, demonstrate the superiority of the philosophy of your ordo, which, as I understand it, is kill it with fire. I have fire. How convenient. Let's go. I mean, the Ordo Malleus has a lot of, like, nuances and philosophies about how the, the, the machinations of demons and how to resist them and so on and so forth. But yes, if you wanted to look at it from a very broad, overarching view, kill it with fire applies to a lot of it, yes. Or yes. you could just go on, yes. be elitist. Hmm. Oh, no. Uh, we're not elitist. But with fire. We just hmm. want to kill the demons. Aha! Uh -huh. That's the Ordo Hereticus is the one you're thinking of. To be fair, the Ordo Hereticus are more likely to use fire on everything than the Ordo Malleus are. It's true. We use psychers. <laughs> you're an order in power. You are elitist. That's just how it works. <laughs> That's classic. But... <laughs> <laughs> but also correct. <laughs> <clears throat> But when we left off, the group had split into two directions, uh, with one group heading towards the uh, the primary headquarters of the Wastelanders in order to seek out an audience with one Arvin Pyrus uh, to potentially find maybe some information, but also a new hideout for the Hostile Hearts after their previous one was collapsed in the destruction of some support beams. Uh... And another group is headed up Spire towards the Medicaid Primaris and then theoretically even further up to seek out information potentially on the Imperial Guard or other activities in the region. Uh, we join first with the group heading up Spire, which I believe is Aristarchus, uh, Ceres, and Lorowell. Yep. Uh-huh. So the group of you have hopped on some transports and made your way up towards the mid-spire. I'm assuming you're still heading for Medicaid Primaris first? Yes. The uh, transport moves quickly. With everything being in order, it only takes maybe an hour of, of constantly shifting off of one transport to the next. But you eventually arrive back outside the doors of the primary hospital and medical facility of Hive Umbra. There is still Bad the faintest. There is still the faintest smell of scorch marks from the previous mm -hmm. assault on the facility, uh, though uh, most of it appears to have been cleaned up. Uh, there are still a couple of a couple of servitors, uh, a couple of a couple of cleaning servitors appear to be like scrubbing away some of the scorch marks, um, and there is a markedly increased presence of the steel watch. Mm -hmm. The like armored individuals toting heavy shotguns or other forms of assault rifles that act as the law enforcement of the upper of the non underhive parts of the hive city. Cool. Yes, Aristarchus. Uh, if we're gonna get uh, an audience with the Magus Biologus, uh, do you want me to? go through normal channels, or do you want to use your surgical approach personally 
to ensure that happens as quickly as possible. Mm. I don't mind being the first foray, as it were, but up to you. Go through normal channels. I would like to... I would like to utilize my privilege as little as possible, just because it is situational. Understood. And because Jack the player is having trouble remembering, what did we need to talk to the Magus about? Does anybody remember? You were wanting to set up. Well, a you 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 were wanting to set up a like a like a um, a uh, right chapel, chapel kind of further down enclave. Further yep. Down mm-hmm. earth. Uh, I am largely we're looking for any sort of uh record uh we're looking for imperial guardsman records which right so that we, we can can't find match tycho <laughs> yeah so we can we can gather more information on tycho so which we can either find amongst the mechanicus or find where that would be um and then three personally i'm looking for a way to send a message off planet so I don't know if that's something we gotcha. can do at the Mechanicus uh, location. But... I feel like that's who we would talk to primarily, <laughs> or at least try and get a hookup that way. I mean, Aristarchus. Um, My family works on communication array, doesn't it? Your mother, your mother is the trans mechanic of the orbital station. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's our ruin at, by the way? Uh, the number of players. So one, two, three, four, five, six. And our glory's back to zero, I believe, right? Our wrath is back to two each. I'm here to make sure she doesn't get killed. <laughs> yes. Um. So there's a feature for the Mechanicus where I can make uh, influence. I think it's influence tests. No, what's... Using your intelligence, yes. Right. Basically, instead of in... Yeah. Instead of fellowship, yeah. Instead of fellowship. I'm just looking on the... Which would be what you... I assume which would be what you would use to see if, how quickly you can get an audience with the Grand Magus. Yeah, basically I get to use my intellect for my social <laughs> rather than my uh, than my fellowship stat, I believe. Yes. Um, so, I'm yeah. Sure uh, influence would end up being... Um, it's a fellowship and either plus or minus something. I don't remember exactly what. One second. A fellowship minus one? Yes, yeah, so it'd be your so, intellect minus one. So intellect minus one on that, yep. Unless you have um, modifiers for your archetype, which you might. Where would I find that? As a tech adept. Uh, ah, you, do not, gotcha. you, do not, you do not have an influence modifier as a tech adept. Okay. You might from your background. Check your background. But... Uh, yeah, no, I think for my background, I picked a uh, shift in, like, my willpower or something. Or... Conviction or something like that. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, your, I, I picked uh, plus one max wounds. You picked plus one resolve. Yeah, okay. I picked plus one resolve. Yep. <clears throat> so yep. I picked plus one um, max wounds because it fit my backstory. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, uh, Aristarchus will walk into the Medicus uh, and uh, try and figure out who is... It's been a few... It's been at least a day or so since the attack... Um, just see who is on assignment as sort of the liaison for the Magus. Um, and... most of most of the Medicaid staff here are not Mechanicus. Okay, um, most oh. of them are most of them are human civilians. Um, the Magus Biologus heads up primarily the research and like cybernetics sections of this hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there is a presence of mostly like civilian doctors. 
um, and even a couple of the of the local order of Sisters of Battle, um, who have a, a number of Sisters of Spittler within within the building, but those are typically seen to uh, the more unique experimental cases that need um, special care, essentially. Gotcha. Um, okay. So, uh, as far as contacting the Magus Biologus, um, there are a couple of tech adepts um, and and similar lower ranking members of the Mechanicus who operate in the Biologus uh, sphere of the hospital. Um, uh, a couple of them uh, would probably either know or have direct access to communications with the Magos. Go ahead and roll me an influence test. Okay. DN2. This is DN2. Let's see. Hey, that's a three. <laughs> All right. So, um, asking around, um, you learn that the uh, the Magos has uh, recently been uh, in communication with, um, conveniently, an Imperial Guard liaison from a uh, a regiment that has been just recently uh, docked planet side uh, as a holdover before being moved on to a new uh, to a new um, battlefield. They're going to be here for the next month or two while the Ministorum sort of sorts out, while the Administratum sort of sorts out um, where they're being deployed and what regiments they like, what what resupply they need. They're they're st they're stopping on this planet as basically a restock and resupply as a holdover before their next deployment. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of them apparently uh, had been injured in the last deployment and was of a high enough ranking to have their medical attention seen to by the Magos herself. So presumably either like a high-ranking commissar or the colonel, perhaps, of the entire regiment. Oh. Um, uh, but the uh, the Magos is currently in her personal um, uh, surgical suite. Okay. Uh, and you were told that... Um, it shouldn't be long. In fact, uh, you are basically told to head up there because as far as records say, she should be done basically now. Uh, okay. So you should be free to enter shortly. All right. So yeah, he will start scampering his way up towards her surgical quarters. Uh, and I assume there's probably like a keypad or something to alert the interior that somebody's waiting on the outside. Yeah. Uh, and just do whatever the Adeptus Mechanicus version of ringing the doorbell is. <laughs> yeah. So you you uh you hit the hit the chime uh mm -hmm. and you hear muffled sounds of voices from the interior. Um and a moment later the door opens and you find yourself pinned by the visage of the person standing in the doorway who appears to be walking out. Mm. Uh, the individual in the door is tall. Taller than you. Um, pale of skin with long black hair pulled back in the black and red coat of the of a member of the Imperial Commissariat. The individuals who order and command the morale of the Imperial Guard and are 
the political officers, but they're the people who keep the rowdy, aggressive, and often iron-willed soldiers of the Imperial Guard in line by force of personality alone. So this individual, this woman standing before you, has a glare that could melt steel. Have worsened not in the least by the seemingly brand new augmentic eye that is in place of their right eye at the moment. They uh, sort I mean, of... She's got the upgraded model. Son of a bitch. Uh, the, <laughs> there, is, there is a sheath, there's a scabbard with a, uh, a thin-looking power sword on her left hip, and what looks to be the heavy heft of a bolt pistol on her right hip. Um... And the, the the long black coat drapes down to about mid-thigh with red uh, trim and collar, wearing uh, the, the short black officer's cap with the red, with the red rim. Uh, her one human eye is piercing green, the cybernetic eye is glaring red that almost seems to pierce into your very soul as she stares at you. Definitely step aside and let this person... <laughs> uh have their way out. <laughs> Magos, it appears one of your underlings is here to see you, the woman says, and so you can see there's there's this sort of assessment in her eyes as she looks over you and the people you are with. Her eye lingers on the Eldar for a moment. And you can see that there's this, Lorowell especially, you can see there's this immediate threat assessment of what are the vital areas? Where can I put a bolt pistol that would immediately puncture through this individual's armor and hit vital organs? Oh, are we up there with him? Yes. Okay. Lorowell just cracks a smile. You get the sense that obviously you are Eldar and obviously are innately superior. You sense a predator in this woman that is looking at you. And there's something about her that puts you on the defensive, even if you know, in your mind, at the very least, that you should be more than capable of handling her if it came to it. From Aristarchus's perspective, he's encountered an Imperial Commissar and an Amble, both within the last eight hours. Which one's scarier? If you had to honestly measure, you would say the Commissar. Okay, just wanted to check. That's the kind of vibe I was feeling, but I wanted to make sure Aristarchus and I were on the same page. Um, for <clears throat> for reference, the Commissariat is renowned. You don't even have to roll a history check for mm -hmm. this. For keeping morale among the <clears throat> Imperial Guard in the face of demons, the forces of chaos, monstrous Xenos, they keep the Imperial Guard from running away from these things. And the most famous method that they do that is when someone shows the faintest sign of wavering in their courage, they put that bolt pistol to their head and pull the trigger mm -hmm. and tell anyone else to fight harder. Cool. This is a woman who has the authority to summarily execute anyone who does not fulfill her requirements. Mm-hmm. And she sort of pins each of you with a stare as if reading you and then continues off. I, yep. uh, I will, uh, in a method, in a method absolutely drilled into me by my superiors, 
avert my gaze, but not not in a way that not not in a way that, at least to Sarah's mind, it, that she was forced to, but rather do this so that they don't realize who you are, kind of thing. Laurel has that right hand out, just down in casting mode, ready in case. Um, her very, very much outmatched uh, opponent makes a move and a hand on the sword. Aristarchus has done that thing. If you've ever seen an octopus on a coral reef as a shark is coming by, he's just made himself not an obstacle. Yep. <laughs> you you hear the you hear the click of her boots as she walks down the hall and a few moments later Aristarchus you feel comfortable enough to exhale. Right. And then you walk into the room with your boss at some point. Right, yep. And then I swan in right. Well, now I feel almost comfy. <laughs> Would um the two of us be allowed entry into this room, or will we have to wait outside? Uh, theoretically, uh, Aristarchus would have alerted who is coming mm-hmm. and who needs oh, yeah. to speak, so at this point, yes, you'd okay. be allowed in. Yep. And, uh... Magus, thank you for taking your time to, uh, speak with us. Of course, Aristarchus. It is always a pleasure. You hear a voice that is both smooth and human, and yet reverberates with the echoes and layers of synthesized Vox uh, Vox mechanics. Uh, as turning to face you is the Magos Biologus of the of the uh, of the of the Medicaid Primaris. Uh, Magos Vita Alpha 9. Um, the lower half of this individual's body has no legs. It is a it is a mass of mechadendrite tendrils that form almost like an octopus-like series of walking tendrils that sort of rotate and fix across the ground as she turns to face. And all of her skin appears to be plated in metal. You don't see much in the way of visible flesh left. Although her face itself appears to be made in the facsimile of a human face. It doesn't appear to be the sort of bulky, outstanding, like, metal grill that a lot of tech priests are known. It is actually soft and smooth, like a it, like a metal rendering of a human woman's face. Um, with sort of red data lines crisscrossing around it. Uh, the one bit of organic uh, matter that you can still see on her is her hair. Uh, this long, orange crop of hair that sort of flops down to one side, being clean-shaven across the left side, or rather perhaps not having any follicles to grow from, as the left side is completely metallic. Um, One eye, uh, very normal-looking, but metallic on the outside, with green glowing iris and eye, and the other, the more, like, bulky, rounded, circular eye uh, that is typical of augmentic eyes. Dressed in white robes with red trim, the uh, the robes of, of one whose home forge world is Metallica uh, with several grasping mechadendrites reaching out to objects around her, a staff that symbolizes her office in her left hand she looks across the group of you you must be Aristarchus's companions, I am Magos Biologus Vida Alpha 9 and I am in charge of this wing of the Medicae Primaris how can I assist? Um, 
the requisition order that would have gone through to them for Aristarchus's services, would that have come from the Inquisition, or would that have come from uh, uh, the uh, Rogue Trader? Rogue Trader. Uh, considering you wanted to be able to commandeer and a tech priest, it probably would have been from the Inquisition. All right, good. So uh, then, then yeah, once the once the door is closed and the she's in the know, then okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and the commissar is nowhere nearby. We'll straighten up and more appropriately direct her gaze. Sarah Sartinos, uh, inquisitorial servant to Inquisitor Eckhart. Indeed. So I have surmised by your bio-reading and your inquisitorial sigil, she says. You having not flipped up your eye patch yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not unsurprised. X-ray eyes. <laughs> uh, in addition... Yeah, no, and Saris and uh, and even Loroel, to an extent, probably can already tell. Like, you can't see either of Aristarchus's actual eyes because one of them's an implant and the other one has a monocle over it. He's starry-eyed right about now. Um, Loro Elfire, mercenary of House Tantris. And a fascinating sample of the... God, what, what do the Imperium classify the Eldari as? They have, like, the whole Latin name classification for... Uh, but... And a fascinating sample of the Eldari Xeno species. You simply must allow me to examine you more thoroughly someday. That is not off the table. Hmm. There's a faint smile. As for our purpose, aside from a personal request, or a tactical request, I believe, from Aristarchus, uh, we're here looking for either information specific or where to find it in our current task of hunting renegade elements in the hive uh, we've come across one traitor to the Astra Militarum we're hoping to find records that would indicate more of his former service history and hope that you might be able to point us in a direction roll me a uh what test do I want out of you um Persuasion? Roll me persuasion, yeah. BN2. Fairly simple task. Uh, you say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend a wrath to reroll. Two and a complication. Wonderful. I hit the DL. Well. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I, if I might suggest, she'll do it, but she wants us to do a job for her. Actually, I if I might suggest, uh, the closest, uh, the closest available uh, records for where 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 I might find this information is probably in some hostile gang territory. Uh, slightly more dangerous, actually. <laughs> ah, um, Even better! <laughs> uh, Magos, the Magos Biologus sort of looks looks at you. 
Why, my dear inquisitorial agent, your... the records you seek would likely be highly sealed and under a significant amount of administratum red tape, not likely to be seen without requisite authority which even the Inquisition would have a hard time piercing through. Sadly, I think your greatest and most likely candidate for being able to retrieve such sensitive military information just walked out the door and started heading back towards their regiment command center. I was afraid you would say that. Political officers such as the Commissariat are given broad authority and latitude for their activities and records of the Imperial Guard. If anyone would be able to uncover the records you're seeking, it would be the Lord Commissar of an Imperial Regiment. Uh, did we get her name by chance? Hmm? Commissar Ira Vendris. Ira Vendris, sorry. All right. Mm. Yes. Aristarchus, do you know where the Commissar... Uh, what was the term that was used for her headquarters? Uh, regimental command. Uh, Aristarchus, would you happen to know where the Commissar's regimental command is located in the hive? Have I any idea? <laughs> roll me scholar if you want. Okay. I do love me a good scholar roll. At seven, with a glory, <laughs> if I succeed. You definitely succeed. Okay. Uh, what was... Uh, can DM, I shift your any DM of those? Was, your DN was five, so you so can, I can shift, shift one, of those? one of those? Okay. Um... Let me look at my shifts. I can get more information, I know. Um, and more information, obviously, is you can ask me, the DM, a question that is related right. to this. Um, who is the best person for us to contact at Regimental Command uh, that would be most favorably inclined to get us access to the Commissar? Um, in that case uh, you will probably want to go through um... so the Imperial Guard's Regimental Command is is a fancy word for an ad hoc arrangement Um, when when the Imperial Guard sets up on a planet they don't typically set up for a long time unless there's actively going to be a battlefield uh-huh. Um, so the place they set up as their regimental command is usually wherever there's space to house the commanding officers and general mass of their regiment. Um, typically speaking, it'll be in the space docks uh, if there if there are them, or if they or if they expect to be on planet for a long time, it'll be like somewhere where there's lots of wide open space, typically in the upper levels of the hive, um, often around the spaceport if there is one, if there is a suborbital spaceport. Um, as far as for who you would want to uh, talk to uh, the most likely person to be able and willing to get you access to a conversation with a commissar within an imperial regiment is typically going to be their command staff the people who have to deal with the commissar on a daily basis and either have a good rapport with them or if the commissar is the kind of commissar who likes to be a, a 
nightmare and a tyrant to the rest of the regiment, which is a lot of them, um, would be least willing to put up with their shit. So would, in either case, be the most disposed towards sending someone else to deal with them. Okay. Um, in which case, you would be looking for someone in, someone in the regimental staff, whether that be the, the colonel of the regiment, um, their major, the second-in-command, um, or if there is, in fact, a general among this military force, perhaps them. Uh, but anyone in that command staff would likely be ideal if you can get contact with them. Okay. No, I believe which I it, know. It, uh, it feels which sort of it, it feels sort of weird to be like, yes, to see this to see this uh, morale officer, I should go to the highest chain of command inside inside his regiment. But mm-hmm. the commissariat exists like outside of the military right. command structure. Mm-hmm. They 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 sort of occupy a a an authority that is even beyond that of regimental command. They just don't exercise like military control. It's not their place. They're not there to make tactical decisions. They're there to enforce the rule of morale and execute anyone who fails to do so. Right. Which can include the colonel of a regiment if they fa- if they if they are accused of cowardice. So. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Uh, no, uh, I, f- I think I know exactly where we should go, uh, and uh, we would probably want to see if we can uh, manage an audience with either their commanding officer or someone close to the top of the chain of command in order to uh, get the ear of the commissar. Uh, on a more personal note, uh, Madam Magus, um, there was recently a uh, massive disruption in the uh, structural uh, underlying components of the lower hive and while I know that the general perspective on that is to let the scum do as scum does uh, it did occur to me that there might be an opportunity if the mechanicus wants to set up an auxiliary outpost and outreach centre uh, both to analyse the damage that's been done to the underlying infrastructure uh, and also uh, extend the capacity and influence for uh, ensuring a more solid lower foundation. Um, just a thought in your personal ear, uh, should that be the sort of thing that might be considered tactically advantageous to the Adeptus Mechanicus uh, and our operations within the Imperium structure here on uh, Pharaoh Tenebris. I simply wanted to make sure you were made apprised of that rather than necessarily going out and doing anything odd and uh, unsupervised or unapproved uh, roll me another influence test here Starkus the DM okay. is going to be three three okay oh I'm gonna uh, well I can't even get well no I could mm, eh. you get two glory why not Two, if one of those comes out of six, then yes, you could theoretically. Hey, look Hey-o. at that. Hello. Three in a complication. That, that's a well-spent rat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the Mago sort of processes for a moment, and you can see the lights in her eyes sort of flickering around without her eyes even moving, just the lights mm-hmm. themselves sort of flicker up and down for a second. Yes, that might be worthwhile of a pursuit. 
Though I take it to understand, Aristarchus, that in your putting forth of this recommendation that you might perhaps be willing to undertake foundational support and lead the scouting effort for where such a facility might be best located? Oh, yes, Mum. No, I wouldn't want to uh, put forth a suggestion of this nature and then recuse myself of uh, potential responsibility uh, if there's a suggestion to be made. I feel it's necessary for a proper adept to maintain those sort of efforts personally rather than issuing the necessary effort that would go into the completion of such a task. Mm. Very well. I think that there is a uh, an individual who would best be apprised of such a thing and would be able to uh, lend the necessary equipment and forces, potentially, to establish and maintain such a foothold within the Underhive. If you wouldn't mind, when your assistance to the Inquisition allows, she says, her eyes sort of flickering over to Ceres. Make your way to Manufactorum Ferrum and speak with my husband, Cyber Smith Mew Kappa Ferro. Can I get those words in chat? <laughs> Cyber Smith Mew Kappa Ferro. There you go. Okay. Go, go, go. Mm -hmm. That I will do. Uh, question. Based on her um, description there and knowing the role that this individual apparently plays, is that is that the sort of person I should talk to about um, trying to requisition Battle Gear as well, most likely? Yes, the Cybersmith. Uh, the Cybersmith is the person who, if he's the Cybersmith, he probably runs Manufactorum Ferrum. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means he'll have access to weapons, gear, and probably Skitari. Very well. I shall do so at my earliest convenience. With a little bit of a gesture to uh, Ceres as my uh, current commanding entity. <laughs> Very well. Is there anything else that I can assist the Inquisition with? The Magos asks, looking at Saris. What would be the appropriate, like, honorific for uh, Magos? Like Magos. Mag okay, just just Magos. All right. <laughs> um. So thanks for a second. There's like sort of just a, doesn't doesn't break eye contact, but there is like a a, a scanning through information in the brain beat for. Not at the moment, Megos. I appreciate the assistance and the lending of your... Uh, and the lending of your people. I say gesturing towards Aristarchus. Very well. If you don't mind, then, I would like to return to my research. I will nod, sharp turn, and lead the way out. Meanwhile, the group that is heading towards the Wastelanders 
Uh, Remy, Blair, and Tina yeah. are headed to the outer fringes of the Hive City. The Wastelanders like to make their home base where they have an easy access to the Wasteland outside. Hence the name. Uh, so, as you... Uh, it takes a little bit longer because there's less available public transportation to get to the outer rings of the Hive City. Um, but with the truck available, you're, the three of you are able to, to get places relatively quick. Huh? Once uh, we are driving on our own, Remy's going to look over at Blair and say, alright, so what is your plan? My plan? Yes. What's your uh, plan? My plan would be to gain an audience with... I'm sorry, what is the name of... Avon Pi- Pyrus. Uh, my plan would be to gain an audience with Avon Pyrus. Right. No, sorry, I need to clarify that. With that, What's your long-term plan right now? What uh, is... Let me sp- let me elucidate. Mm-hmm. We're in a fucked situation right now. You know that, and I know that. Mm-hmm. We're in a fucked situation. There's no way this turns out well for anybody underneath a certain level in this city. Yes. I'm hoping you have a plan. My plan currently is to take care of my girls. Okay. Which means I need a place. Right. Hopefully that is safe. Mm-hmm. That they can stay. Right. Even if it's just temporary. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My plan yeah. is to take care of them first. Then I'll worry about myself and everything else is going on. Fair enough. Do you have a plan? You look like somebody who has the ability to implement a plan, even if I have one. I'm just saying it. Asking me. Just wondering if you've got one. I thought we I were sh- sharing. Are are you having this conversation where Tina can hear you? Or I don't. I mean, know. Presu- presumably or, you're in the driver's seat and they're in the how, passenger and gunner. Yes, seat, but so, the yeah. car is loud. It is loud, so, but it's very I don't know hard. How secretive it's trying to be. Like basically. if they're, if they're trying to talk to each other, they've got to speak over the the roar of the right. engine too. Okay. So. All right. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Blair would not be secretive about okay. this. I don't have a plan because I don't know. I'm not in a position where I can. I'm not saying that you're you're a power player necessarily. You're at least in a somewhat better position. So I was seeing if you had any thoughts on the matter, and if not, I get that. Let me first. Let me gain an audience with Avon, and then we'll... For sure, for sure. We'll, we'll see where things go from there. Who is Avon? The head of the Wastelanders. Who are the Wastelanders? 
one of the biggest gangs. Cool. What's a gang? No, she <laughs> knows what gangs are. That's that that that. I think that would make sense. I just don't know this name. Interesting. They're, they're kind big. of the. They're kind of the most reasonable of the of the big ones. Bigger than the one with the. Tina squints one eye and thinks back because it's been a while and um, if I don't remember it, then Tina doesn't. Um, the one that uh, got mad about the paints on the building. Yeah, they're bigger. They're bigger than the chosen. Yes, at least numerically. Yes, Ooh. physically, that's more of a challenge. <laughs> I mean, yes, but but if, if you take, I'm assuming. Tina's thinking physically. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If you were to melt down everybody in the Wastelanders and put them in a jar and melt down everybody in do the that? Chosen and put them in a jar, I feel like the Wastelanders jar would still be bigger. Probably, yes. So there you that. go. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're 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 the biggest of the groups number-wise. Cool. And they're 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 the most rational and the I least. To, I used to be part us. of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're okay. They're good. Also, the reason why you would do that was so that you have a handy supply of corpse starch available. Mm-hmm. I mean, fair. Um, got to fertilize the ground somehow. No, 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 no. Corpse starch is for food. <laughs> we recycle. Okay. Yeah. No. If you if you want to cut out the middleman of agriculture and just go straight to the calories, <laughs> sure. We recycle in the Imperium. Everything. That's true. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, thing. Tomato, potato. Right. I mean, there's also there is also agriculture. In fact, there are entire planets devoted specifically to agriculture. So that's where you get farm boys from. Where so, I'm from on farm planet. Mm. Do they like you? That I was gonna ask. You you you're from y- yes. part on good yeah, terms. Yeah, we're on good terms? Sorry, just correction, GM. We you are part, on good you parted terms, on right? amicable terms, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're fine. Okay. The, the, so, I'm I'm not shoe terms. on sight, okay? Okay, but there are men. Shoot on sight is the low is a low fucking bar. Like amicable, like legitimately amicable. Like there's not any kind of lingering issues yes. or anything like that. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm still friends with several of them. Yeah. Like okay. It's fine. Cool. You shouldn't be killed entering their territory. At least not right away. I'm not that worried about that anyways. I don't have the bad rep. I don't deal with much, but I don't have a bad. You do, as far as you've been recently reminded, owe Avon a favor, though. Who, me? No, Remy. Okay. That is that... certainly something that I remember, and not something that you have said that I do not recognize in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> when you had to, when you had to make your call to your contact in the Wastelanders to try and find the hostile hearts, your contact informed you that you owe them a favor, and not right. them, but Avon. That's right. That's right. Sorry. That's it's a few what... sessions ago. <laughs> yeah. A few sessions. Yeah. It was five sessions ago specifically. Yeah. 
So yeah. Ooh, I've that, got means the eight, I've... that means the way the wastelanders know who you are, Remy. Yes, I know <laughs> that. I've dealt with them many times. I don't know if I can pull the Bane voice off on a microphone, but we're going to try. Mm. Excellent. Welcome to the Wastelanders. It would... When we get there, it would probably be worth mentioning what situation we've been wrapped up in. I'll mention it to Avon. Yes. I'm not going to go telling every No, member. don't tell everybody. Obviously not. I, I, I wasn't sure exactly. But what yeah. I don't, saying? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tina, when we get there, no fighting. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And no, just telling random people all sorts of things. Okay. Yeah, this is going to go great. So I just lean back and lay there. Yeah. We're so fucked. It'll be fine. A little time passes. And eventually you arrive at a uh, a large wall. Uh, it's known colloquially as... Uh, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you arrive at a large wall, it's just a dude sitting here. <laughs> it's, it's, known, it's known colloquially as the Sand Tide Wall. Um, typically because it sort of rings the Wastelander's outpost and also serves to help, like, block out some of the sandstorms that occasionally blow in from the Wasteland outside. Um, it's massive. It is several stories tall. Um, and the, the, the enormous front gate, uh, is guarded by a full regiment, regiment, a full, several, a full squad of Wastelanders. There's at least 10 to 20 individuals uh, with guns uh, manning the outside How big as, the, as the vehicle approaches. The people or the guns? Oh. I was going to say, I feel like that the yes. Tina, do you slow down? Yes. I guess. Can you stop the vehicle? Important question. Or are we jumping? Um, I mean, it's a wall. There's not really a gate. And there Do is I... a gate, but it's closed. It's big and closed. Okay. Um, is it a really tall wall? Yeah, yeah, it's very tall. Taller than the... Okay. Mm. It's taller than most of the buildings around here. Um, I'm gonna start going along it to see if there's a gate that's open. Because this one's clearly shut and I'm not supposed to start a fight so we're gonna find an open gate listen are there yeah. people at the gate or would yes. we know there are there are about 10 or 20 soldiers guards at the gate I'm gonna like slow down and then turn and let no, no, go no, but, but, Does Blair Tina, recognize Tina. anything huh 
Sorry. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, maybe vaguely you might have seen a couple of them in passing, but I wouldn't say you're familiar with any of them. Okay. Does it look like one of them is in charge? Uh, there's one of them who has like, uh, what looks to be like a heavy backpack comm unit, um, likely to radio inside if anyone comes up asking for access inside. Okay, I'm sorry, I that... can't remember. Are you stopping the truck? No, no. I've slowed down and I'm Cannot, turning. We, that, that's our... Stop. It's, it, it's Stop. fine. Bla Blair jumps from the truck. <laughs> I stop at the that The person point. who's not really able to jump from the truck, I know I'm mostly <laughs> healed, but still. Stop! I stop at, not because uh, Remy told me to, but because... Uh, Blair jumped out. Jumped out of the truck. Yes, I don't yeah. say anything, <laughs> but that's the internal monologue. Uh, Blair will approach the person who seems to be in charge. Uh, you see a uh, uh, masculine individual, um, hair sort of cut into a very short mohawk, um, with uh, like a uh, a rebreeder mask on their lower jaw. Most of the wastelanders seem to have these kind of rebreeders. Uh, it's fairly common for people who live in the wasteland or around the wasteland or have to deal with sandstorms a lot. A lot of them have these like big, heavy rebreeder masks. Um, and so one of the, the he just sort of looks up. Hi there, love. What can we do for you? Uh, I'm a. Uh... I'm Blair Hart of the Hostile Hearts. Uh, I'm, I need to gain an audience with Avon. Right. Uh, may I ask what the purpose of your business is? <clears throat> I need to ask a favor. All right. Um, go ahead and roll me an influence test. Right. Does influence a skill? Where is it? an attribute? Oh, okay. Where? Oh, here it is. Okay. Here's not bad. That was actually what you needed. Right, give me a moment. And uh, the uh, the the individual sort of pulls a, uh, a responder off of their off of their backpack and holds it up to their mouth and starts to mutter into it for a minute. Um, you hear the name Avon mentioned. You hear your name mentioned. Um, a few moments later. All right, you're good to go in. And the, uh, the the massive gate begins to she pull apart. Uh, she will wait for Remy and Tina. She isn't going to just leave them. I don't know where they are. I will excitedly rev the engine and then <laughs> start moving, swing by to pick you up. Like, exactly. literally, you just reach out and grab Blair and deposit her in the passenger seat as you could drive by, I'm guessing? Yeah, I'm not stopping. You don't stop. <laughs> you, uh, you, you push through the gate, 
uh, and you find yourself within the confines of the uh, Wastelander's fortress. Um, as you look around, you are struck by a unique combination of desert oasis, market, um, and military outpost. Um, as you look around, this area being so close to the outside of the wall means the entire ground layer is coated with a thick layer of sand. Um, from what manage from what little manages to blow in from above the wall whenever a sandstorm hits. Um, but as you look around, uh, there is the 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 smell of like burning fuel as people are like. Uh, burning oil oil canisters for warmth uh, as it it seems to be getting relatively cold in this region right now um, and the uh, there are market stalls that have been set up for traders who come in and out of the fortress to uh, hawk their goods um, there are uh, a number of what looks to be civilians who seem to have been given dispensation to live within the fortress for whatever reason you see uh parents and children uh children like playing with like small animals uh the structures here aren't as tall as in the hive they don't reach up towards the sky but they are numerous and large uh most of them are like one to three stories generally um but they're big boxy like corrugated steel things that look like they've been built out of scrap and insulation um it looks very shantytown esque in its in its general like aesthetic, but as you look around, there's a lot of it. It's like a city built out of it, a small city, uh, and it's there's like I said, there's trade in the middle in the middle of town. There's children, uh, non-combatant civilians, along with a good number of wastelanders. You see them basically everywhere. You see they have uh, stand like. The most common weapon here is an auto gun, uh, the kind of thing that Blair uses. Um, but there are a variety of different weapons uh, on display from people, both resting them, sort of slung over shoulders, pistols on hips, or in hands, just sort of at rest in case anyone decides to get uppity. Um, but the the people here are dressed uh, differently than most. Uh, where typically inside the Hive City, you'll see the like form-fitting rags and like um like work clothes the like like uh undershirts and like big gloves or just like form like like heavy jackets you see a lot more like dust cloaks and ponchos and like wasteland garb a lot more loose leather and metal armor um big like capes and overclow and overthrown cloth um and as you come to a large structure that is uh demarcated as um uh the eye of the wasteland which is a combination uh central command and bar um as you as you park the vehicle outside of it and walk in um you enter a rowdy atmosphere with a variety of individuals sort of uh, you hear um, there's a small fist fight happening in a corner as you walk in. Um, nothing major. Just two people having having it out, having to go with each other. Uh, there's someone there's someone throwing axes at a at a target. 
Um, uh, there are people being served food and drinks. There's the sound of, uh, of music playing from some sort of um, speaker device in the far wall. Um, it's a broad open area with like several upper floors, but at, at the center of all of this is a single large scrap metal throne uh, made out of corrugated steel and muffler pipes and other such adornment to make it stand out. Um, and sitting in it is the woman you've come to see, Avon Pyrus. Uh, she is dressed in a very long uh, crimson and like drab green poncho that sort of drapes around the most of her body and sort of hides what she is wearing underneath, likely some form of body armor. Um, she has a long red du like dust-encrusted cloak that sort of drapes around the sides of the seat. Um, and sitting off and just sort of leaning against her lap is a chain sword. Uh, a, a, uh, a, a brutal melee weapon that is designed to rip people apart even as it slices into them. Um, and you can see uh, you can't see her ranged weapon if she has one on her it's likely hidden under the cloak um, but she has long like very long flowing orange hair that drapes around like mid back uh, and a customized uh, breath mask that latches onto her jaw and has a long um, tube pipe that sort of reaches out behind her and disappears under the poncho presumably to a much larger rebreathing apparatus Well, it's good to see you again, Blair. What brings you to this area? I'm not sure if you've heard about what happened recently. I heard about the explosions that brought down a significant portion of the Underhive. Yes. Uh, my, my hat out was in that portion. Are your girls all right? Most of them got out. Uh, Layla got injured, but she's being taken care of. Oh, that reminds me. You guys, uh, those of you who went up to the Medicaid, have Layla with you as well. So. I, I assume they did. Yeah, I figured we'd we dropped her off to get surgery. <laughs> we didn't leave her on the street. All right, that's good. Uh, you mind telling me what exactly the fuck caused all of that? Well, she'll look at Remy. Trying to... Remy told her, right? Trying to remember? Yes. <laughs> Remy did it. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what were those two individuals? What do we know them as? Uh, uh Tychus. Tycho. 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 And the other one... Nobody else knows the name for uh, Except are... Remy, who's not telling. There's there's a man named Tycho uh, in in body concealing armor, um, and there's a woman who is some kind of psyker. There are two individuals. Uh, we know the man is named Taco, and the woman she's a psyker. Uh, they seem to have been the cause. 
So Tycho Mordorick is on the move again. Do you know him? Yep. Tycho is something people would call an iconoclast. Someone who has it out for most any form of authority and would like to, in his own words, see the Imperium burnt to the ground. He's been shoved out of every major gang he's worked his way into for being anything from a madman to a heretic, depending on who you ask. The, uh, the idea that he's got enough people willing to back his madness to bring down a spire of Underhive is concerning. On that note, should be pointed out that there are a number of people involved with the Imperium that are on that that are making inroads down here. I shouldn't be surprised. A heretic like Tycho makes a big enough wave you'll bring the Inquisition running. So that's gonna be great for all of us. <sighs> The Inquisition doesn't run things down here. Much as they might threaten everything wherever they go, the Underhive is run by the Underhive. If they try and shove their way down here, they'll end up dead or worse. For sure. The problem is they're going to ruin a lot of people in the process. And the additional problem is some of those people are in this room right now. So, what are you here to ask me for? Well, I don't have a hideout anymore. And my girls don't have anywhere to go. I was wondering if we could come to some sort of an arrangement. Maybe they could stay here temporarily while I find a new place. Uh, you're always welcome back in the fortress whenever you need to stay. You've done right by my people in the past, even if you're no longer working with us. Thank you. Um, also, if you know of any, I, I mean, I'll use my contacts, but if you know of anywhere, that could be available, or that we could make available. I'll keep an eye out, but of course everything comes with a price. Of course. Speaking of which, her eyes sort of alight onto Remy. Sure. Now is a wonderful time for that, Aeland. Well, you look pretty beat up. You would like send the hideout. You like accruing a little more debt? No. Not even a little bit. You want to wait? If you want to wait those scars out, be my guest. Listen. But when, but when you're recovered, we got business to talk. Right now, 
I'm stuck between a bunch of people who have invited, quote-unquote, the two of us to help them and everybody down here who are going to be looking to collect on this thing and that thing and the other thing. There's a certain amount of debt that becomes fucking lethal. Hi, Boss Tychus or Pyrus? There, that's it. What does he owe you? Avon sort of looks over at Tina. Favor. What does favor mean? I don't, it's not teeth. I don't understand. An indeterminate thing in the future. My gang has done work for Remy in the past, and so Remy owes us work in return. Right. It's rare to see one of the Dig Tinker tribe moving this far outside of the ground level in the deep pits. Uh-huh. You got sand here. Tita's been sort of, like, looking around, fascinated at all the things, because this is all very new, including sand, which is in my shoe, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm dealing with it. <laughs> Look, any other time, you know, I'm more than happy to play these games of... of, 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 of crustacean and so on and so forth. Debt and collection and so on. I don't think now's one of those times to be honest, Dave. Well, I have to look after my own. And Absolutely. If the Inquisition and Tycho are going to start stirring up danger in the Underhive, I'm going to have to start calling in favors to make sure that my people stay on top. And I informed you because you need to be aware of that. You're welcome. And the Chosen have been making loud noise lately. I feel like Tycho's probably riling them up on purpose. Oh, 100%. We have video evidence of that. Uh, out of character, are they the ones we've been dealing with? The chosen, uh, the chosen is the gang that includes that big fuck off dude who attacked you, uh, okay. specifically Garrison, okay. at the at the church. Yeah, because of the painting. Okay. They're yeah. the religious so, yes. fanatics. Okay. No, we know that they're. We know that he's doing that. And what's even more, I've been getting actual reports of Knox making moves. So that's concerning. If more, if you hear anything about Mortis Veritas happening, you know there's ten times as much that you're not hearing about. What kind of moves? Gear's been moving in and out of their territory. Nobody's been able to see what, but big shipments, crates full of, well, they read his technology to anybody who's got prospects. 
I don't know if Knox has thrown in his lot with Tycho. I doubt it, considering how cautious they tend to be. But they're up to something. My random hunch was right. right. There are many other planets that are very nice this time of year. Yeah, but you live on this one. I mean, if you want to go fleeing into Ultramar, you could probably pay off that debt and earn a favor that might get you off-world. Look, I'm just... I've had a rough day. Fine. Anyways, sorry. You guys are talking about about, about locale moving. Yeah. Um, I I need to go up and collect all of my girls because I haven't seen them since. Well, I let the gate guards know that that the hostile hearts are welcome inside the inside the fortress walls for the time being. Thank you. Though, like I said, everything comes with a price. Of course, and I'm willing to pay that price. I'll be my, calling on you for favors in the future. My girls are also at your disposal. I know they're, I know they're good. Hey, Blair. Yes? Hey. Y- yes. Hey. So... Tina's trying to pitch her voice into a whisper, but it's probably more like a stage whisper, let's be honest. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) This sounds like a lot of uh, debt. Don't get. Don't they want the same thing as us? Which is not having both Tycho and the Inquisition around. I don't think the Inquisition even wants the Inquisition around. Not wrong. You're correct. What if can't we, like, instead of, you know, owing a favor, just say, hey, we're gonna keep the Inquisition away from you and all your stuff? I'm not making that promise. We can't. Yeah. If at no. any point. And I wouldn't take that promise if you didn't make it because there's no way you could enforce that. If at any point those idiots that we're working with. Mm-hmm. With quote unquote. I don't know. I understand that. We do decide we need to go and stick our noses in the wastelanders business and make things a problem we don't get to say no but they know stuff about Tycho which we are we talking about here points at Avon on the throne situation 
Yes, and we're very specifically not going to inform our in yeah. our, our, our our inquisitorial uh -huh. best friends about uh -huh. this Yes. I will point out how Nina doesn't know that Saris is in the Inquisition. No, I don't. <laughs> no, but Tycho. No, no, but it's been said Aven, many times yeah, in this yeah, conversation. Aven, Aven has been so talking it's about the Inquisition. Probably a good being get yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> or Tina's just going Tina, off of yeah, Tina's their. Just, yeah, Tina's probably just picking up on the words that are being said. Inquisition and repeating them. <laughs> means means bad that thing. group of humans because you've yeah. you've made it clear that that it is us versus them so she right. just said this is us right yep. here and she wants to be us so yeah. i'm here um Legit. how much would that information cost to avon just saying that louder about what tico is well to be honest there's not a lot of information about who Tycho is. He blew in from off-world one day and started making waves. He's talented, skilled, has a strategic mind. But he is, like I said, an iconoclast. Doesn't like the idea of anyone other than himself being revered or looked up to or in charge of things. Mm. has been vocally anti-Imperium and even anti-God-Emperor quite loudly in the past. Which has marked him as a heretic and someone that most gangs don't want to deal with because even if we don't like the Imperium as a whole, all of us live in fear of the God-Emperor. He thinks he's very big. Got it. He does. So... Holds out some teeth. Avon sort of looks up for a second and seems to be listening to something in, like, in her ear. Ah, fucking hell. She draws out of her coat what appears to be a LAS pistol, a military-grade issue weapon. Oh, oh, my hand is on my gun. Points it over your shoulders and pulls <laughs> okay. the trigger, and there's a las bolt that flies past uh, uh, um, Blair's shoulder. And uh, there's a... <clears throat> as something hits the ground behind you. Fucking spies goddamn everywhere. What is it, as Blairbooks? If you look over your shoulder, uh, you see an individual dressed in all black with a face-concealing helmet with a blue shaded visor on it. Uh, entirely, like, form-fitting body glove uh, who appeared to have been sort of observing from through a, sh from through a shadowed window uh, who has now collapsed into it after being shot in the head. Dope. Excellent. I was really hoping it was Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a spy from where? I had to guess by the outfit, Mortis Veritas. It's not usual for them to be noticed. 
And that one was really fucking ballsy sitting right outside the door. Something's got him agitated if they're making that kind of bold move. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure Knox knows everything we just talked about by now, but even if I did just kill his spy. I assume Knox knows everything at every time. Because it's probably true. Fair enough. Still, it's worth sending the message that he's not that they're not welcome in here. Oh, on that note, thank you for your help. I need to go find my girls, and I will send them down here. If you hear anything about the giant of the underhive, let me know. I will. Okay. Let me know if you hear anything about possible hideout. I'll keep my ears open. <clears throat> the giant of the underhive? Yeah, what's that? I'm very curious. Have I ever heard of anything like that? Not really. Okay. If you ask, do you ask that aloud? Well, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel what's like people just like, yeah. Avon, Avon sort of looks over. Sounds big. There have been rumors coming down recently of some kind of huge being who's been stalking the underhive. Dangerous, powerful, killing anything that gets in its way. Even seen some of the local ambles that have been existing around here cut down to ribbons, high caliber weaponry. Something's been on the hunt. Awesome. Cool. Tina adds a new goal. Good to know. There's a space marine down there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. good. Oh, yep. She will grab Tina by the arm. All right. I'll let you know if we hear anything. And thank you again. You all look like you could use some rest, by the way. I recommend you grab it. You look like you've gone toe-to-toe with an amble yourself. Funny thing, that. Yeah, that's a story. You're welcome to rest here if you need it. Here's the problem with that. If we rest here, eventually those sh- the, the 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 people we are again working with come looking for us, and they find and and that brings them to you. You send phone calls. I appreciate it, but I really need to go back and get my girls. It's been a while. Also oh. that. Get going. Like I said, I'll let the guards know you're welcome. Thank you. Alright. Grabs Tina by the arm. And remember, Mara, we got business to talk when you're recovered. I had... Thank you for reminding me. I'd certainly forgotten from the three times you've mentioned it in this conversation. This is why Remy keeps refusing to get 
uh, medical aid because when he's recovered, he's going to owe a favor. So he's going to stay as injured as possible for as long <laughs> as possible. Uh, it's, you, the, it's the pathetic defense. You can't, you can't read, read Avon's expression from under the mask, but you know she's smirking at you. Yeah. I'll continue to remind him. Returning to the upper hive to the uh, inquisitorial party. Uh, I'm assuming you also drop off uh, Layla to have proper medical attention and surgery done. Yes. Sure do. Uh, Aristarchus, do you think they'll be able to make the gun arm work? Well, actually, I took a look at the... uh interior components and it's almost an entirely imperial functional level of uh, firearm mechanics hmm? it's you know how there's that thing where the orcs will put together something and it bio sciences in machine spirit insights it should not work this one actually kind of does hmm? interesting so yeah, I, th- I think she's going to be alright as long as they uh, patch her up for the tissue damage. Hmm. Fair enough. That and one of the te- one of the tech adepts says we will also need to reinforce that arm so the recoil of firing the weapon does not cause further structural damage. Oh, if she uh, actually tries to activate that thing as is right now, it's going to come off at the elbow. Hmm. That would be part of making it functional then, yes. We will, we will endow the necessary augmentations to allow full functional use of this equipment. Good work. And look over at Aristarchus. Aristarchus, I need to get a message out before we continue on to try to find the commissar. All right. Well, uh, in that case, let's uh, let's go talk to me, mum. Eyebrow raise. Also, eyebrow raise. She works. She works on a planetary array. Mm-hmm. I need to know: is it the same eyebrow, or is it like opposite eyebrows? I've only got one visible because of the eye patch, so it's the one okay. that I've got. Right. Opposite. Excellent. Thank you. So yeah, Aristarchus will uh, lead the way to wherever Holofiridactyl is. Uh... Deployed Follow as part of the Mechanicus. Well, that'll be in the space dock. So you've got a while of traveling if there's any conversation that needs to happen on the way. Oh, um, you know, Mayor Martino, uh, since we're going to be going into uh, hazardous uh, locations and that sort of thing, um, it occurs to me that a bit of structural reinforcement of my own personage might be uh, something to look into. So uh, if it becomes possible at some point in the near future uh i may see if i can requisition or put in a uh form to acquire some sort of uh armor we should at some point we should potentially look into that as we're going through the upper hive (laughs) well if we want to stop off the manufacturing firm on the way uh, is that manufacturing ferrum? Is that where the other 
person that we were going to be speaking to was anyways. That was that was where the person that the Magos asked Aristarchus to talk to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as establishing the chapel and that sort of thing, but that's yeah. that's less of a tactical thing for the current issue. But yeah, well, yeah, yes, manufacturer. Most likely on the way back down, I would assume. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we can get up to the space docks. Uh, see if we can get an audience with the Commissar. Talk to me, Mum, about you getting your messages off. Uh, off planet or into orbit or wherever it needs to be and uh get everything situated that way then there we go there you Saris I have to ask that stone you used how did you acquire it she like gives you a, gives you a, a, a measured look for a moment It was something I've always had with me. Uh, was I'm not certain precisely when it came into my possession, but it's something that I've had since uh, being raised amongst the scholar Virginia. Xenos, uh, uh, orphans of the Imperium, under certain circumstances, are raised. In a program to promote excellence. Uh, I think I've I think I've explained that vaguely, but still correctly, right, William? Generally, <laughs> it's typically orphans of important people rather than just random people off the street. But yeah, yes. Well, Sarah's is a special case. She just doesn't know why. <laughs> Do you know its significance? I understand the symbol is of Xenos origin, Eldari. I'm not certain the meaning, though. Unless I would know the meaning, William. Not really. Yeah. Uncertain of the meaning, just that it is of Eldari origin. My. I say, uh, just a, uh, not holding it, but not showing it. Do you recognize it? Me too. Don't feel obliged to share the information if you don't wish to, though I would be interested. So I, as a player, do not remember the craft world that it is from? It is craft world Ulthway. Ulthway. It's from craft world Ulthway. Does that mean anything to me, William? Not particularly. You're not an Ordo Xenos. Yeah. It's, as far as you know, the Eldar, the Asuriani breed of Eldar live on artificial world ships called Craft Worlds, and presumably that is the name of one of them. Yeah. Can Aristarchus make a eavesdropping uh, scholar role? Sure. <laughs> Four. Um... Craft World Ulthwe is one of the more recognizable Eldari craft worlds. Um, they're known to have a significantly high hand in meddling in the affairs of the Imperium. Um, they're, they're psychic farseers, the people who try and glean the future for them uh, with their witchcraft are 
particularly active in doing things that muck with what the Imperium is doing. Uh, typically speaking, when the Eldari are encountered by the Imperium, Uthwe is one of the more common groups that, that will be encountered. Typically never on a direct battlefield engagement, usually in some kind of weird shadow engagement. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so no, like, particularly notable military conflicts that Aristarchus is aware of. I mean, there have always been, mili- like, there are always military conflicts. Sure. But Ulthway, mm-hmm. Ulthway tends to avoid those mm-hmm. if they can. Oh. But they do tend to do an awful lot from the shadows. Right. That's one of those uh, cloak and dagger type spaces, isn't it? Mm. That is correct. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of those... Uh, Temporal, perceptive folk tripping about that craft world. They do like to meddle on the uh, intergalactic political stage a fair bit, by all reports. Uh, the symbol, the symbol itself, is um, a glyph that could be rendered as a stylized eye, like a an eye, visual ocular symbol. Uh, with a sort of like sloping upper arch and what appears to be a single teardrop uh, reaching down from one corner. They uh, interfere with all the machinations like you humans drink water. Constantly. I look over at Arasarkas. When's the last time you drank water? Well, if you're talking uh, recycled fluids that have been purged of all uh, impurities and possible contaminants, uh, it's been a, a day or so. But if you're talking about being able to slurp up anything out of the gutter, regardless of whatever pathogens might be inside, well, I suppose maybe that's what looking at the future's like sometime. Hmm? For some reason, I had it in my head that you subsisted off of oil. I don't know why. Oh, no, that common misconception. Most of us have uh, still enough biological components on the interior that you do need to consume a level of standardized nutrient uh, ration and beverage. Uh, Full uh, transmutation of the physical form is possible, uh, but usually uh, reserved for those with a greater insight into the biomechanical aspects of are reality than I currently possess myself. <laughs> Although I would like to, uh, there, there's a number of things that you probably saw in Amagos that I would be quite partial to the opportunity to uh, experiment with. <laughs> um, and for full context for Lorowell, the symbol itself, all, while also being the symbol of the of the craft world Ulthway, or rather as its full name is known, Ulthanash Shellway, uh, which is Eldari for the Song of Ulthanash who is a legendary Eldari figure. Um, the symbol is known as the Eye of Isha, uh, which symbolizes the sorrow of the Eldari fertility goddess Isha, who it is said that the Eldari descended from, uh, who is said to be trapped in the plague gardens of the chaos god Nurgle. But yes, uh, this is just, uh, as far as I understand, this was a stone that was with me when I was entered into the Skull of Progenia, so most likely something that I gained from whoever my parents were. 
rather interesting. This has always felt comfortable, there, so. Have there ever been Eldarian human offspring, or? That's a matter of some rumor and repute. There are legends of half Eldari existing. There are there's an, there's an old romantic story that has somehow bloomed across both Imperium and Eldari factions of an Eldar Farseer who fell in love with a human assassin for some reason uh, over over the course of a long and dangerous hunt in which the assassin was trying to kill the Eldar and yet somehow the two of them fell in love uh, and had a child together. Um, no one knows if this legend is anywhere near remotely true or just a fanciful imagining, but it's a story that gets told occasionally. Um, it's not theoretically the biology would be weird but the warp has done crazier things what I feel is probably not a matter of confusion is that there are probably significant factions within the Imperium that would consider that heresy of the highest order oh 100% yeah <clears throat> there are probably also significant factions within the Eldari that would consider that heresy of the highest order yeah, to a certain exactly. extent, absolutely. Both For of those people would you. both of both of those people would be ostracized, <clears throat> or you know, executed, depending on the on the on the person, and whether or not the author of that particular Wordy K series was feeling generous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Space dogs. <laughs> yeah, as you 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 had this conversation as you've journeyed across transit and then up a space elevator that takes you far up beyond the atmosphere into the into uh into oh. low orbit. We uh, as, as you have to, uh, we should have sent a message down to down to Blair that her girl was in the Mechanicus. I'll make sure to send a Vox as soon as we're uh, back hiveside. <laughs> Lead the way, then. Let's go meet... Trot, trot, trot. I assume Dante. Aristarchus has probably been up here for a while. Uh, probably been up here at least once or twice every so often. <laughs> yeah. As you emerge from the space elevator... Uh, you arrive at the at the uh, low orbital space dock that connects from the Hive City up into low orbit for for larger ships that cannot actually land in a planet's gravity to dock with the with the planet. Right, we're just going to go down a few passages in Corridor and we'll be in Mum's alcove in no time. <laughs> and head down to whatever cogitator station. Uh, Polyphyridactyl works at. Mm. And yeah, the uh, the area here is meticulously maintained, which it would have to be because any amount of hull breach opens everything up into space. Um, Traditionally a bad thing. The hive just empties out into space from the top. Just... <laughs> like a big space vacuum. I mean, really, I would argue in the Warhammer universe, any if you just take a random that and just suck a bunch of people, the world has has improved as a whole. The, the, <laughs> the universe has improved as a whole. 
net gain. Yep. Um, <laughs> those either down the under high just feel like, why is it we feel like the wind is rushing up? Freezes. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the group of you make your way through pristine steel corridors um, with a variety of um, uh, navis security guards and uh, provost uh, marshals wandering around keeping security on the on the space dock. Uh, that don't bother the group of you because you have A, a mechanicus, and B, someone who is identified as a rogue trader envoy. Yeah. Banners um, back out once we're up here. Uh, passing through. Uh, there is the smell of steam and uh, venting air and oil and the constant sound of whirring machinery everywhere you go. Uh, but after a few moments of walking, you come to a communication uh, bank. Uh that is marked as uh, COM unit uh, beta 419. Hello, mum. You enter, you enter the door. Oh, yeah. Uh, and looking up from a uh, from a data slate uh, housing a scrolling screen of data information uh, is transmechanic polyferodactyl. Um, uh, dressed in the uh, orange and red robes of... Uh, God, why am I forgetting her Forge World? Uh, Mars? No, it's not Mars. Mars, Mars, is, okay. Mars is red and white. Yeah, ah. appropriate. Now she... Time to put on some cyberpunk music since you said transmechanic. There you go. Hmm. God, what is the name? Notable Forge Worlds. As I dig back through my notes Riza. to try. That's Riza. It. That's it. Yep. Uh, yeah, the or the orange and red robes of Riza. Um, as she looks up, uh, her lower jaw is encased in a very large and bulky uh, augmented grill. Uh, looks like a rebreather mask, but it's built into her lower jaw. Um, and her right eye is his glowing yellow cybernetic replacement. Uh, and she has uh, uh, completely metallic hands uh, and a pair of arm-like mechadendrites reaching out from her shoulders. But aside from the cybernetic eye and the jaw, her face is mostly human um, with, a, with, a, with a single blue eye in the left socket uh, and like dark uh, brown eyebrows. The rest of her hair is hidden underneath the hood. Ah, Aristarchus, what brings you up here to uh, the space station? I've been reassigned uh, temporarily to uh, Rogue Trader Eckhart's envoy here. This is Madame Sarah Saltinos <clears throat> uh, and her bodyguard uh, on loan from House Tandris. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the envoy uh, requires the ability to uh, send a communique off-world. So I figured, why not go straight to the source? Best comms monitor on the station. My mum, Polyphyridactyl. Say hello, everybody. Hmm. Hello, ma'am. Pleasure It is a pleasure to meet you, Polyphyra says. And you get, you get this sense of, like extreme professionalism 
from from polytherodactyl which stands oh, very almost, very emotionally detached yeah one yeah. hundo uh which stands as almost sort of a contrast to uh to um the aristarchus in a lot of ways um but she sort of looks up very well what is the message you wish to convey and to where am I conveying it? I will have the astropathic choir send it as soon as I am able. Uh, so I will uh, very quickly recite a message in code, um, specifically in Glossia. Um, specifically in uh, Inquisitor Eckhart's uh, brand of Glossia that sounds more like like to everyone else sounds like she is listing off a series of like uh shipment price adjustments and and uh um like uh market value shifts and and uh trajectories for uh trajectories for um uh trade potentials uh and but economic jargon yeah, Hell so yeah. a whole bunch of economic economic bs um that for the Inquisitor will 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 read as um, uh, strike team uh, strike team established on on planet have located information relating to uh, heretic heretical activity um, lone uh, uh, lone lone traitor guardsman Tycho. No further information uh, yet gathered, though we're looking into it, um, with single psyker in, in employ. Um, so far, a uh, 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 current threat level is containable, though if it escalates more, might require further intervention. Um... And then after basically just like that and anything else that either players for I'm afraid that Saris won't have forgotten as like updating us to the situation. And yeah. then adding at the end of it a request for any and all record any any records that might be made available regarding uh Trader Guardsman Tycho and a physical description of him. Hmm. You send that out. Uh, very well. I will have the astropathic relay send this to your rogue trader's ship. If they are within a decent amount of distance, it should arrive. It should arrive with them on the tides of the warp. And their response, I will relay via Vox relay encoded burst to Aristarchus upon receipt. My thanks. Updated my data slate, mum. So yeah, we're good on uh, broadcasting reception there. And I make sure and transfer my frequency now updated to her. Very good. She says, looking at you with that sort of the faintest bit of approval of, look, my son figured out how to make something better. Good. <laughs> oh, also um, been instructed by the Megas Biologist to uh, check in with her spouse at the Manufactorum Ferrum. I might be taking point on establishing a new chapel uh, for the Adeptus Mechanicus uh, in the Lower Hive. Potentially. But I'll be back for uh, family dinner this Friday. Of course. Go, and do, the, go, go and do the Omnissiah's will. Isn't this Friday today? Now it's tomorrow. 
Uh, as a word of caution, we are activities may be taking us deeper into the hive than is currently in range. Will your data static bursts reach to the ground floors, or would we need to come up higher? I am the trans mechanic of the of the orbital space station. There is nowhere within the range of this planet that my Vox signal cannot reach. Good to know. I appreciate it. Aristarchus probably gives Ceres the very first <laughs> sort of like very even kind of look with a with a with a vibe of yeah, come for my mum, you best not miss. <laughs> <laughs> what's he coming for I just want to make sure no no right yeah <laughs> there's a faint there's a faint hum in the room by the way and as you've been wondering what that noise is you look at her waist and you see that there are a pair of glowing um pistols that have like faintly humming plasma coils this woman is equipped with plasma pistols that is a that is not a thing that you fuck with yeah. right yep mm-hmm. want me a pair of those uh, well, I appreciate your assistance and hope to hear a response soon. Very well. If you have no further business, I must return to my duties. <laughs> Once again, sharp turn, walk out. <laughs> um, uh, Aristarchus is the last to leave, just gives a wave and sends her a quick binary burst that just says, love you, mom, as he heads out the uh, the passage. You get, a, you get a similarly quick binary burst that just says, acknowledge. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> She's the best. I love, the, I love you. Acknowledged. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> Receipt confirmed. <laughs> when we're out of there and Aristarchus has joined us, Lorwell will look at him and say, your mother uh, is very well equipped. Oh, oh yeah, I know. You see that? Me and, me and, me and Dad are very proud of her. Mm-hmm. I've noticed, Aristarchus, that you have something more of a energetic method of speaking than your fellows in the Mechanicus. Is that usual? Oh, yeah, no. I'm look, looking to uh, probably get that replaced at some point. But, uh, you know, uh, the flesh is weak and uh, steel is in the future, hopefully. So we'll see how it goes. I was going to say it's only a matter of time before he has that replaced. Yep. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that, gonna get that uh, excised, and then we'll be operating at increased efficiency, uh, and I'll be slightly less of an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Although you get your accent from your father anyway, and he's it's like, true. <laughs> he, he, having a completely mechanical face, he still talks like that. But at least the personality flaws might be, you know, replaced by cold logic. We'll see. Match. You say as if, as if AI can't develop personality flaws. Difference. I'm sorry, did you mean Skynet? <laughs> I'm more talking about, like, just the, the, the Bing AI that you can convince to break its own codes by telling it to pretend it doesn't have them. 
Yeah. But while you're headed somewhere, I'm assuming you're going to head try and find regional command for that guard for that guard regiment. Yep, that's next. And oh, yeah. send a message down to Blair and the others as we're, once we're back in range. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, and you can probably find a Vox relay that can get a signal down there, especially nearby. You just well, we need to tell him again. Yeah, you just heard you just heard that Polyphera can reach basically anywhere on the planet. Yeah, uh, just want to let them know that um, what's her name? What's the what's the name of the the person that's Commissar Ira Vendris? No, the person we left at the at the uh, Medicaid Prime Heart. Layla. Layla. Mm-hmm. I said to know that Layla has been. See, is being seen to at the Medicaid Primaris and that we're on our way to gather more information from uh, an on-planet commissar. Right. <clears throat> Dear Miss Blair, hmm? Layla has been deposited at the Medicaid Primaris. They are reinforcing her limbs so that when she pulls the trigger on that implanted uh, weapon of hers, it doesn't take her entire arm all the way off. Uh, we hope that time is finding you well and prosperous and that you are being efficacious in whatever pursuits and that you are finding shelter as needed we will be slightly delayed in a stop to the offices of an imperial commissar uh, who apparently has uh, information related to the identity of codename Tycho. it's not really a code name it's just it seemed more officious when i said it that way Sometimes I make mistakes. Anyway, we will update you as things progress and hopefully meet you shortly. There's a brief pause. Salutations, Aristarchus Dactyl, Medicus, uh, and uh, tech adept of the uh, Adeptus Mechanicus. Mm. That's what that's what Blair gets. Mm. Uh, and Blair gets this roughly as the three as the three of you are departing. Uh, I'm assuming you're heading outside of the uh, outside of the Wastelanders' hideout, Wastelanders' fortress. Mm-hmm. Yep. So roughly as you're getting back outside the gates, Blair, you get that. Just shakes her head. You all right? Message from Aristarchus. He uh, he doesn't know how to explain things in just a few words. I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. <laughs> okay, sorry. In that long message, where did he say they they are? Uh, he said, "Right now, they're headed back to uh, to uh, talk to an imperial commissar, okay. um, which you said is near the. Is that?" Space stocks like where we are right now, or the suborbital landing pad area? Uh, potentially both, but you're more likely to find more information here in the space stocks. Okay, yeah. So they're we're we're above we're in low orbit right now, effectively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we'll be headed back planet side once we've figured out our next steps. Mm. Uh, oh. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll meet up with them in a little bit. Cool. Blair not saying any of that message. Okay. Tell me where to drive. Uh, go back to where my hideout used to be. Let me see if any of my girls are over there. Madam Martinez, for redundancy purposes, should I send a burst to uh, Remy as well? Hmm? 
Sarah thinks about it for a long minute. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so, just in case they've been separated. Dear Mr. Remy Mara. <laughs> <laughs> Roughly the same equivalent information. <laughs> in case Blair did not receive our last transmission, I am copying you. <laughs> Dears here. <laughs> no, you can't send it. doesn't have a box. She's safe. <laughs> so yeah, Remy, you get the same thing about a minute later. Okay. I know where we're going. We're, we're yep. And anyway, I think he just plays it on the equivalent of speaker. Yeah, you start getting that message. You're like, blink. Mm, <laughs> How did, okay. I... Because he's an idiot. <laughs> okay, he's not the brightest. Um, no, that's he's... the problem. He's incredibly intelligent. Okay, but yeah, he's a no, fucking he's not, moron. He's not smart or street smart at all. Um, but I don't know. He's he's kind of like a puppy. IQ here, EQ floor. <laughs> Yeah. What are you talking I'll, about? I'll His talk. equalizers are very well balanced. <laughs> I'll talk to him when we get back. It's uh, fine. I don't Oh, no. Getting... I need to talk to him when we get back in. Anyway. I mean, yes, you need to talk to him. If... Oh, God. If you talk... When you talk to him, I know this is extremely unlikely. You're going to have a better chance than I would. Uh-huh. Try to steer him away from the idea of setting up a new church down here. Uh, At least I don't think I, it's gonna work, but like minimize the damage there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was gonna say. I'm, yeah. I might be able to stop things from becoming worse. Right, but that's, yeah, that's all I can hope for. Oh yeah, that's all any of us can hope for. Okay. Like. That's what we're doing. We we we're, we're the people trying to take the rampage and bull and lead it through the right areas, so it doesn't hit the it doesn't hit the children's ward of the hospital. That's an analogy. Is it an incorrect analogy? Mm, it depends on who you're saying the rampage and bull is. We, we have three. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half, really. Okay, I do not think of Aristarchus as a rampaging bull. Half. He's fine. I want to be clear. I've got no problem with him. My concern is who he's associated with. Okay. He's great. To a certain you definition let, of great. You should let him heal you. Probably, I probably will. Um, that particular moment was. If I go, I have a certain relationship with certain people at that level. It's not good overall. Trust me, I understand that. Yeah. 
that was the only reason I didn't want to be healed by him in that moment because it's going to be involved taking up there. And I understand. Just when we get a chance, please let him heal you. Absolutely. Believe it or not, I am not enjoying my current state. If you fall over again, Tina's just going to carry you everywhere. You don't want that. Don't I? You don't want that. Seems like a seems like an easy solution to everything. I don't have to walk. I'm pretty good at carrying. I'm joking. Yes, obviously. <laughs> the, the last thing the underhive if needs. If you want to end up with. Here. If if they had a, a hospital down in the underhive, then you wouldn't have to go up there. It's not the hospital aspect that's a concern. It's the church. It's all human stuff, I know. <laughs> it's it's a awkward situation. We'll, It'll be fine. We'll have a talk. We'll have I a couple of talks. Cool. I'll pound him over the head with a brick. It's, it'll be fine. I will carry you anywhere. Except for if we get in a fight, I might put you down so I can fight better because you don't want me to fight with you in, in one hand no. because then I might forget which hand I have a weapon that in. That was exactly and... what I was going to say. <laughs> I, do, I, do n- I do not make a good parrying device for edged weapons. Mm. Well, you mm-hmm. might once. About a couple times, actually. <laughs> yeah. He might, but he's not going to say that because that might give Tina ideas. <laughs> well, you don't have to be alive to be a good blunt force like damage redistributor. <laughs> so yeah. So, you guys had your way back to the spot where the where the ground caved in. Yes. Around around your hideout. Uh, just roll me an awareness. Uh, anybody who wants to look for the members of the Hostile Hearts. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, two. Oh. Remy's very aware. Nice. Glory for Remy. Hell yeah. The glory. Yes, that thing that I never remember to use. <laughs> Oh, what's our glory at, by the way? I keep I've, uh, I have three right now. Seven thousand. Yeah, no, because uh, <laughs> forty thousand. I think yeah, Blair got one. Right. I got one, and uh, Remy just got one. Uh, the DN was two. If you'd like to, if you'd like to shift two of those, Remy. Sure. What would you like to shift four? Things. I. Um. As a reminder. Coolness stuff. Your options are: once you can shift for an extra glory. Or once per test. Right. Um, you can shift to gain information, in which case you can ask me a question relating to the test. Okay. Uh, you can improve quality, which exactly what it says, sort of open-ended. Right. Or improve speed, which, again, open-ended makes it go faster. Let's do... Let's do the... the uh, uh, Improve quality, because I feel like that's the exact same thing as asking for inf- more information. When we're looking for for information, yeah, or or people, but you know what I mean. Gain in, gain information lets you basically ask me a tangential question right. and get and get an answer from me. Yeah, 
I will shift improve quality. quality. Improve quality means you find the hostile hearts and some recruits. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got two soul shift quality and sure, let's get a glory. Okay. Glory goes up to four. Uh, so, uh, as you look around, the three of you sort of scanning around, uh, Remy, you're the first one to spot, um, Sheila, the girl with the shotgun, um, is currently in the process of using said shotgun to back up, uh, a, a filthy looking thug who apparently is standing in a threatening position to a couple of the other girls in the gang. Uh, he is holding up both of his hands. One has a thumb closed around what looks to be a knife that may have been drawn on someone until Sheila walked up with a shotgun. Uh, and then he began to back away. Kena, problem. Deal with it. Ooh! Yeah, I'll, I will uh, deal with it. What are you going to do, Tina? I know exactly what I just did. <laughs> Made her fulfill her thing? Yeah. Um. I mean, also fair. I do I, I don't think I just want to hit him. Um, I mean, it can. I can, uh, my, my, uh, burner is... There's a is perfectly a good hole is, right over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, I can use it as a melee weapon. Yeah, you can. So I'm going to hit it. I'm gonna hit okay. him over the head and then hit him with the burner. Yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Punk. Uh, no, that's uh, using it as a cutting torch. Okay. Yeah, vivisect this man with a propane flame. Do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Only oh, an yes. attack. So much less bonk and much more. Yes. Slice. Much more. <gasps> that's two. And there is some sort of a... Oh, I don't know what that means. That's a crit. Cool. Look, sometimes problems just solve re-roll. themselves. Wrath re-roll. Wrath re-roll. Get more successes in there. Hey. Sure, I'll do it. Valdrinth is, ra- is rating with there we go. six. Hi, Val. Hey! Hey! hey. Uh, so your target number was two, so you can cool. now shift that glory, uh, that, that six for extra damage if you want. Heck yes. So, uh, in your first, roll me a d66, which is that okay. button on the top right of the rolls thing that has two d6s next to each other. Uh... Ah, yeah. 64. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a critical hit table. Don't know what this means. Oh, you, you have killed this man, I guarantee you. murdered this person a lot. A, appalling detonation. Ill fortune, Ill fortune causes the blow to strike the foe's volatile war gear. A chain of explosions tears their body apart into grisly red mist. Uh, cool. The target suffers 1d6 wounds. If the target carried any explosives, such as grenades or ammunition, they detonate, inflicting 1d3 mortal wounds. Cool. So for, every point, for every point of glory you can spend, you can choose one of the following effects. The critical hits affects an additional target within 10 meters, or all affected targets suffer an additional wounds. Hmm. Um. 
additional wounds? That seems like a good idea. I don't really want, I, I mean, I don't know how much of an explosion this is, but I, I, I feel think like you are the very are least, others. You are at the very least covering these girls in a red mist and probably traumatizing yes. them further. Uh, they're fine. Oh, they've seen worse. They're fine. Yeah. Uh, so first off, uh, put one in the damage bonus dice of your attack roll. Okay. And then make sure you click out of it before yep. you hit the red button. Sorry. Eight. All right. That's eight damage at AP minus two. Yep. Um, and then you're going to go ahead and uh, roll me another D6. Okay. I can just do it from here. Two? Two. And then roll me a d3. One. Okay. One mortal wound goes through. Uh, and ten wounds at AP minus two, which will very thoroughly kill this person. Great. Um, <laughs> as as this person is backing up away from Sheila, and Tina just sort of charges forward with the burner flicked on into a cutting flame, and this very hot burning uh burning gout of fire just sort of slices down through the back of this of, of this of this thug and you hear a pop 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 as a as a magazine of auto gun rounds that was that was in his in in his back belt starts to detonate as the cutting flame cuts across them um and uh yeah this person doesn't necessarily explode but several chunks of them detonate off as the rounds cook off on him. Um, and he definitely falls into a couple of different pieces. Ah, uh, yes. Invoke Chunky's also. <laughs> Sheila's like, I was just breaking up with him. That was as far as it was going. <laughs> to be fair, she had a shotgun pointed at him. She had a shotgun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I like think that he, could he, still be the same thing. He died so quickly, he couldn't scream. It just went away. <laughs> I'm turning around and looking to see if there's anyone else. Some breakups involve shotguns. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so, sort of like in, in there doesn't appear to be anyone else around, but <laughs> Sheila, Sheila sort of wipes a spatter of blood that was just splashed on her off of her face. Thanks, Tina. Welcome. Thank you, Tina. Um, <clears throat> I can divorce. How are you? Uh, Sheila looks over. Well, uh, we've got everybody pretty much gathered up. Uh, we've been sort of hunkering out where we can. Not really any actual shelter, but we've been staying out of, staying mostly out of trouble uh, until this asshole. She says, kicking the kicking the limp, partially detonated corpse. Uh, decided he thought he'd mug one of us. Alright, well, that's about to change. We're staying with the Wastelanders for now. Man, it's been a while since I was back there. I spoke to... Oh, gosh, what was her name? Avon. Avon, thank you. Um, I spoke to Avon. She's more than happy to take her in. And I'm gonna find us a new hideout in town. All right, I'll gather everyone up and get down there. Thank you. 
Okay. Uh, you gonna go check on Layla? Yeah, yeah. We we need to meet back up with the others. I will go ahead and check on her. Aristarchus said she was doing well. All right. Well, I'm sure she'll have some stories to tell. I don't know how much she'll remember. Fair enough. Tina's counting in the background. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Teeth. Mm. Oh. (laughs) Uh, Typically speaking, after about like five to eight, it usually just turns into lots. Yeah, yeah. She's going like slightly above that. Uh, ten. And then, and then, then it turns lots. into lots. Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, three, four, five, seven. One, two, four, nineteen, seven, <laughs> eight, lots, lots in one, ten, lots in four, <laughs> lots in twelve, <laughs> lots in eight. <laughs> Lots and lots. <laughs> oh, shit. They've discovered exponents. <laughs> this one's got, like, three or four lots in him. <laughs> All right. Um, Blair will look at the other two. You two ready to meet back up with the others? Yeah. Uh-huh. You okay to go back up there? She looks at Remy. Yeah, no, we're... Yeah, that's fine. Alright. And we'll start to head back up. Yeah. The three of you head back to the surface... Tina, you're pretty certain that's going to be interesting for you. Yeah, I have not cleaned the blood off. We need back to the surface. They're going up, not down. Yeah, back to the middle hive. Um, you haven't cleaned the blood off of you. Uh, and uh, also you. Yeah. That too. So, as you guys are heading towards the mid-hive, uh, fortunately, you know a few back roads that tend to avoid um, steel watch checkpoints, so you won't have uh-huh. to literally drive an orc past the guards. Um, but you're bringing a blood-stained orc into the mid-hive. This is where things get dicey. Uh, but you make your way there. I would just like Tina roll me and stealth check. I just okay. want to see. <laughs> Alrighty. That's three with the wrath die. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of roll. Okay, okay. So, hang on. 
I'm gonna roll a d6. <laughs> Heard that. Uh, where did that random complication table go? There it is. Okay. So you're very you're very much able to avoid being seen, despite the fact that your vehicle is very loud. Uh, and the reason that you're able to avoid being seen, despite your vehicle being very loud, uh, is that you're out of gas. Oh, shoot! You sort of you sort of pull up through a back road uh, on the buggy, and you hear the engine get quieter, which is not a thing mm. it's supposed to do. Mm. And then it starts to cough, mm. and then I... you start to lose speed. Mm. I I sort of. Hit it gently, <laughs> just to coax it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you fix things. And it, you you co you coax a little bit more juice out of it, but it's still losing speed. And you're pretty certain that you're out of gas and it's going to die in a second. Uh, uh, press the pedal down more. Damn it! You're. <laughs> We may need to walk from here. Shoot. Which means we're going to have to leave the truck. Damn it. Okay. Gonna get awkward. I pat the, the dashboard gently. <laughs> Goodbye, old friend. We'll theoretically, you can, theoretically you can get some gas and fuel back up. Yeah, then. yeah. We'll come back for it. All right. Everything everything runs on Prometheum. You just got to get some. Mm -hmm. I need to return it. So at some point, you cover it with a tarp. Yep. You sort of you're in the you're in the middle of the back alleys. You just sort of find a big random discarded tarp and throw it over. And, All right. Uh, proceed to walk. Yep. It takes a while. Um, but you eventually make your way back around to the Medicaid Primaris, where you have heard that Layla is being treated. Um, you get the feeling that you probably won't be able to just have Tina walk in there without trouble. Yeah. Can she send a message to Aristarchus? Yeah. Okay. She'll she'll just send one that says we're here. Gonna need help. Don't think they'll let Tina in. Have we like found the colonel yet? Any of that? So uh You're still sort of like getting a feel this place is massive. It's a it's right. a massive orbital space dock. You're mm -hmm. still looking around trying to get a feel um for where the regimental command is going to be precisely when you get that message. Okay. Uh, well, uh, down at the Medici, um, Madame Martinos, uh, do you want to take point on uh, interfacing with the Commissar? 
because I could go and get everybody situated down on ground level. Go ahead and deal with them down there, Ashdock, because I'll find the commissar and speak with her. Right, Miss Blair, I am on my way. We were still uh, attempting to find our contacts up here, so give me a bit of time. Uh, and Aristarchus will actually um, direct Blair to a nearby alleyway that he is familiar with. That is kind of an out-of-the-way place to hang out. If you want to wait there... Or I can uh, see if I can send a uh, release database to the Medikai, and they can simply, uh, if she's ready for release, uh, let Layla basically allow her to exit the Medikai in a less obvious than the front entrance uh, egress. Hmm? You you just get back. We'll wait for you in the alley. Alrighty, I'm on my way. And uh, we'll be, be there in attendance as quickly as possible. Mm. I like the idea that you sent that as a as a redundancy as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so Aristarchus, you begin to make your way down. Mm-hmm. Um, Saris, you're still sort of getting your feel for where for where the Militara might be stationed up. Uh, when a voice behind you, uh, says, Ah, so you're aware that was leading. I turn. Uh, you turn. And, uh, you are greeted by a man in military garb. Uh, he wears a long brown overcoat with buttoned-up uh, military dress uniform, uh, green shirt with a black tie, uh, a military-issue LAS pistol uh, holstered on on left hip. Uh, the jacket is emblazoned uh, with the with the sigil of the uh, uh, God. What is the name of the organization? Uh... With the with the symbol of the Adeptus Astra Telepathica, um, and the the like uh, this st- the like stylized eye with yeah. an eye on it, um, and in his right hand is a uh, steel and golden force staff in his hand. He is pale of skin with faint with like yellowish tinged eyes and short cropped black hair. I thought that my Sensors had been leading me towards you. I suspect that our paths are intertwined. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am a Primaris Psyker of the Astra Militare. Laurel is taking a step up beside um, Paris. Do I know... A, do I know what Primaris Psyker means? And B, does he look like a Primaris Space Marine? No, Primaris Psykers, he's a human. Okay. He's a regular human. Primaris Psykers are combat Psykers. Okay. They are are the Psykers who are specifically trained for fighting and military engagement. Yeah. Um, well, did he give us, did he give a name again? Uh, not yet. He says, 
I am I am of the I am of the Pharaoh four hundred and first. I am Primaris Psyker Jordan Tandris. Uh, as in House Tandris. You gather. And with that name drop, that's where we're going to end for the week. No. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Good.